Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Everybody. And if I look like a ladybug, I guess I am. And I might be even a flashing ladybug. I may not be able to keep this little green leaf and background. But tomorrow is Halloween. It's Samhain for later, and it, which is an ancient, ancient, ancient festival of, I don't know if it's a festival, but it's a rites of like bringing the spirit of the moment to from the darkest moment to the light and at every middle part of the season which was a actually you could say archetypally was the uh, uh, fixed seasons like we're now in Scorpio so it would have been in Aquarius Leo and in the other fixed last one which is Taurus of course besides this uh, and Aquarius it would be a matter of bringing in the new season out of one of the other. So here we are in the dark of winter. And of course, All Saints Day, which a lot of many festivals or many cultures experience in their different ways, right? I mean, Mexico, our neighbor, the United States neighbor, definitely does. And I've been there and it's quite an occasion. So today, is October 30th. We have been pioneers in our own way. We have gone through one eclipse. We've gone through a Venus star point when the sun and the, I was going to say the moon, but no, not the moon. It was the sun and Venus, the great, beautiful, loving Venus, which means loving. What do we love in life? That's the point. Meeting up for the first time for a hundred years. They've been absent for 150 years in Libra because there's five of them, maybe a little more than the ladybug needs to tell you today. And we have tomorrow, oh, oh, today, Mars retrograde. So I think things are a little backwards. We're looking backwards and forwards at the same time. We have a great occasion. It's every quarter and it happens to be Astro Jam. It's like Astro Theater, that perhaps many of you know about, when we would stand on a stage and act the various planets. Well, we haven't that ability right now, but we are connecting. And we're going to show a chart, a mystery chart. Although I'll tell you right now, they're all in the last century. No, that wasn't that long ago. It was the 20th century. Okay, so the planets are going to talk. The people, that's the astrologers, they're the planets, are going to experience it, and you will too, just as though it were in our brain, because we get conflicting messages. Saturn wants to talk and may have various things to say. It's not exactly, it's all, it's, 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 it's always brand new, because we are brand new, and life is brand new, and I am brand new as a ladybug. So we are now here ready for Astro Jam. Astro Jam is where planets come to life and speak. Hear cosmic energies talk as they do in our minds and hearts. 
Always fun, exciting, and revealing, like a music jam full of surprise, this is your cast of Astro Jam. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Justin Crockett-Elsey, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology and specialize in predictive electional and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, essential oil specialist, and herbalist. I also do in-depth research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical occult side of astrology. My name is Sean Kelly. My first look at astrology was my natal chart, handed to me in philosophy class at San Diego State. I innately understood the archetypes associated with the symbolism. My mind was blown. Since my life path has included driving business development and marketing for Tarot.com, working with astrologers like Rick Levine, Jeff Jower, Kelly Fox, Jan Spiller, Henry Seltzer, Michael Luton, and more. I've done thousands of charts. However, I consider myself a perpetual student of astrology. And I am Marie O'Neill, the founder of Padma Life Coaching. I'm a life coach, astrologer, speaker, past life regression facilitator, astrology conference lecturer, a distinguished Toastmaster of Toastmasters International, board of directors member with TEDx Sonoma County, astrology mentor for Forest Center for Evolutionary Astrology, and author of And the Lotus Opened. I also facilitate a healing retreat twice a year. Helen Keller, blind and deaf author, activist, lecturer said, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Oh, my goodness, yes. And here we are. I know that we're missing Israel. Ahosi from England. He may be able to join us. And Ray Sapp had some Mars retrograde experience that we are all having in our ways. And so she won't be joining us. But we are the fearsome foursome. And I like it. Especially since you can put up with all of my uh, ladybug stuff. Well, hi, Sean, Marie, and Justin. It's great for us. So as we know, we have a few clues, and it was always a little bit like how much is too much. I will say they're all during the last century. That's 19-something or other, okay? We didn't choose anything in the last 20 years. I could have. I mean, that's possible. There's lots of events. We don't know if it's an event of what kind, political, an art thing. Uh, I mean, art could be anything, or it could be an idea. Like we had Benjamin Franklin last time because it had a lot to do about Uranus and the kite. And then it was also with uh, Kepler who, in, who, who devised his great, but it was a little far-fetched. And I didn't say that it was 17. 1700s. So this is the 1900s. And shall I begin? Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> rocket pioneers. Uh, there we are. I think Justin, uh, yeah, Justin's the one. Okay, here we are. 
And there we are. This is for people that aren't on podcast that can see us with um, the slides. And here we have our first slide, our first mm. chart. And this is, they have times. I think it was a, I'm trying to think what it is because um, I, I haven't really studied it. I do too much. I don't study it myself. Whoops. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I moved it too far. No, excuse me. Mars, okay. Mars and Gemini. Okay. Retrograde. Here we are. It's just, I get this little blurb on the front and I can't move it. And it's very frustrating. Anyway, we won't be frustrated. Mars, thank you. We can deal with this. I can. All right. I see Justin there. Okay. I am the sun. That's all I'm going to say. And then I'll launch. What's the secret? I want to be part. I am, I am Pluto in Cancer, and I am going through a tremendous transformation in relationship to in relationships all of my relationships are in depth they're family related they're nurturing i am looking at what it means to be a part of family looking at what it means to be in an authentic relationship looking at what it means to have my authentic personal power in regards to relationship. I am Saturn opposed Pluto in the first house. Sounds like a familiar chart to me. <laughs> uh, I am, wait, I had it hard. I had uh, authority and father figure um, just completely disrupt any harmonious upbringing I could have had. Um, I, emotional I, I, learning to here to be more steadfast, more um, uh, driven and less emotional. It's like the emotions, they just get in the way of the, what needs the practical things that need to get done and the practical things that I need to do for myself. And all this, all this family stuff, it just gets in my way. I am Mercury in Sagittarius. So I have a monkey mind. I'm restless. I need to think about this and think about that. And in Sagittarius, I love talking about philosophy, belief systems. And it, since I'm in the 11th house, I need to communicate that to the greater collective. I am learning to, I'm learning about patience and how to be more present with those relationships we were talking about. I'm Uranus and I, I'm in Aries and I want to just move things kind of erratic. It's like, I don't understand how things happen so sudden but they are. And 
when I look around, I'm going to find my kin, I think, or somebody, because I, I too, I'm not sure about the family, but there's got to be some kind of force that I can, a little explosive sometimes. Hmm. Well, I am Chiron and Taurus in mm. the fourth house, and I'm wounded. I'm hurt. I And I'm hurt where family is concerned. I needed touch. I needed beauty. I needed my things, my comfort. I, I needed my family. I But what I actually got was the feeling of being a possession by family. I didn't get that I was loved just for me. I was, or valued just for me. I was valued based on what I could do in fam in my family. I am Jupiter and Leo at 22 degrees. Boy, what are, in the eighth house? Oof. Um, <laughs> 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 I am I am supercharged to take control and command of this of this uh, uh, transformation that needs to happen between this emotional wandering and this and and what needs to be done practically. I demand loyalty, but you'll be lucky if you get it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I'm Mars in Sagittarius, and I'm sitting right there next to Mercury. And Ooh. I'm part of this grand trine in the chart, fire grand trine that is very independent and very self-assertive and non-committal. I need to constantly travel and move and get going. And again, I'm like, with Mercury and Leo and Uranus, they're learning patience and how fast to go with my forward effort in action. Well, I'm serious. And I'm also in Sagittarius. I have, there's a lot of cultural differences that I just am grieving about a lot because it seems as though my, I, my identity, I just don't know this strange group of that I'm always getting thrust into or taken away from. And, and I, Oh, it's just, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work with, 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 with the mites and, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get them. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna get that sun and we're gonna i'm gonna work with jupiter because jupiter i know knows some sneaky stuff yeah he's there in these areas that i know he's gonna get back and and, and help me out well i am the ascendant and all of you guys have to be expressed through me and i am capricorn the great work 
this is about me. This is about how I express all of you through the world or out to the world, which translates to there will be order. It will be my way. It will be structured. We will reach the summit. We will be a little bit cold. However, we have the goal in mind. We will reach the top of that mountain and it will take us a long time to do it. It is a, a, it is a great work that we are here to do. And every one of you, every one of you other planets, really, you have to conform to what I want. <laughs> well, I'm Saturn and I'm in and I am glad that there's some uh, way that I can demand what I know because I have some authority on things but the world is a little bit scary sometimes but I'm going to because I just don't seem things I seem to be very alone things don't always seem to be but I'm going to make it support me I'm, I'm, I'm my own, I'm my own, I'm me. Has the should moon we, been done? Yeah. Should we, yeah, should yeah, we yeah. Actually, reveal? it was Sean's, it was Sean's uh, turn to go. Okay. Yeah. Now oh, perhaps, excuse me. Oh. Oh, so we don't have turns. Let's see. Okay. No, yeah. Yes, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, I can't. I am the North Node, and I'm learning that, yeah, I've got all this authority, but I'm here to stand up for myself. I need to learn how to do that. I'm, I'm too much driven by others, you know, and it's just, uh, I've got this need to understand the warrior again, the warrior side of it. Yeah, because, because I'm a Ross, and I am looking... It is, I'm just so different. Yeah, maybe my, you know, everybody thinks I'm the authority and all, but I'm here to break things up. It's just plain going to be a little bit of a, not revolution, but it's, I, I came out of a, 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 a lot of terror and um, things are just not settled. They're not going to stay the way they're going to stay. So yeah, let's break forward. Let's make it our land. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the moon in Aries and and, it, and part of my emotions here is wanting my piece of the pie. I want to be first. I'm, I'm an initiator. I love to start things. But I'm also squaring that, cap, that Saturn in Capricorn that wants to control the situation. And I'm squaring that Pluto in Cancer, or cancer that's, that's really a learning about um, the, the death and rebirth of emotions and relationships and family. And so... I may have some issues with my family when it comes to uh, some dynamics in my life here. <laughs> yeah, like you have to do what we say. <laughs> well, let's let's we have enough. Do we? Shall we? Any more? Any? Sure. I I can only tell you that. I'm looking at this Uranus and Aries and that generation that had to be the thirties, the oh, 1930s. Yeah. 
Oh, you're so smart. Uh, okay. Well, Pluto, Pluto was in Leo, maybe in 34. Actually, is, actually, no, it was in the 30s. Pluto was in Cancer because my my father was, has okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so here that, we go. That been the 30s. Now this is today, and I just put these out because knowing that I flip around with these slides because I'm trying to get rid of a little spot um, and messed up. But I don't know if you want to see any of that, if that's important. But this is what it is. It is the Frankenstein movie. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nineteen thirty-one. Now the book was. Yeah. There's quite a legacy about all of this, and I'll flip to the next slide. This was written in the year of no summer. It was a book first, eighteen, eighteen sixteen, because it was a volcano in Indonesia, and for the whole summer it looked like a volcanic winter. Mary Shelley married at seventeen. The poet Percy Shelley, and she and they had other uh, literary people, and they were in Geneva, and they would uh, challenge each other, write a mystery, write this, do that. So she came up with this idea, and it's it's documented, and so then later it was published. And there's um, Alex Trentwith has a great article that I found through SurfingAstro.com, but in 1931. It was, it could be called the first sci-fi sci movie. Of course, others mm. call it a horror movie. They didn't because have Dracula it, back then? Well, Dracula was just before, and Dracula was that year, just earlier, that ah. it became a movie. Of course, it had been a book many hundreds of years earlier, and Sean wanted me to do Dracula, but we had all decided <laughs> that it would be a mystery to everybody, so I couldn't do Dracula, <laughs> although I almost did it the last minute. Because I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do? I tried to. It would have been a what? It would have been a chart for Vlad the Impaler because that's the, the story. Of oh Vlad. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it yeah. was. Oh, it yeah. was. Yeah. But so yes, they were all about the same time, and this is when Uranus. You should read this article that Alex wrote because she ties together Uranus and Pluto. They both have Venus at two degrees, and the, there's parallels in the charts, along with Frankenstein when it became a movie. It was one later in the 90s, but nobody liked that one. Can but we go back to the chart then? Yeah, we sure can. Just and so that it, now that we yeah, know. It, 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 yes, Marie. <laughs> it says, though, I just wanted to add at the end, it's the great mystery of creation, life and death. This man mm -hmm. of science sought to create a man after his own image, without reckoning with God. So here we go. This is it. Yes. This was so, the... Wow. So one of the things that jumps out with me here, first of all, as you're saying, it's probably one of the first um, uh, horror movies and flicks. And, of course, that, to me, it, it accentuates all of that Aries and beginnings mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship of beginnings. But then the aspect of the mythology of his... Have of his beginnings and and ha not having a father. Remember the whole aspect of the parent of him with his creator, and that's yeah. the parental situation going on here with the that uh, Saturn and Capricorn oppos opposing the opposing Pluto. Pluto. That's and yeah. in their own signs. In their own signs, right? And, and so one there's is self, so and the other is other. 
going right and so there's that whole mythology if you remember he's he's he has this issue with with who's his creator and the parent or philosophy and structure of that oh yeah and i love that the sun is in in scorpio too Mm -hmm. that's perfect first sci-fi the electricity the electricity the electricity and sci-fi that's where it's the first the soul vesta and aquarius Now I see why nobody heard me. I'm muted. <laughs> I was going, blah, blah. <laughs> talk about Mars retrograde. I was going to say, it's the first sci-fi movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. not just horror, because Dracula yeah. did come ahead of that. Yeah. Yeah, but it is amazing, isn't it, with all that Aries that it wants is. to break away. And and the cardinal signs, it's like... Well, it's perfect having Jupiter in Leo in the eighth, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely in square Chiron. Mm-hmm. Embellish on that for our folks. Tell I love that, Marie, but tell why. Perhaps you well, can. I mean, my goodness, that eighth house Jupiter is going to expand. It's Leo. So it's you want to be seen. It's about me. It's being on stage. But it's in the house mm-hmm. of death, transformation, mm-hmm. the occult, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. secrets. It, it it's in the perfect place. Mm-hmm. That's why the sun, why I had said right off, I didn't think about that, but that was perfect. I want the secrets because it's like, why am I who I am? That's all I could think of. Yeah, you're going to tell me I'm going to kill you. (laughs) No, I might kill you anyway. And that trine, you know, it is amazing. There's a trine and a T-square. So there's a flow of energy that that you just pulled out with the fire sign, which is how much can you flow besides air with fire? And I guess we have to break for a little bit, but let, we'll close this up and, and I'll get your responses. And then it's got a T-square to it too. So that Aronis, he's the weirdo. He comes out and he's fighting and, 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 and moving the whole. Yeah, in the third house. Yeah. Of communication. Environment. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I did. You could look if you go to astro.com or if you just pull up that Alex. I don't think I put it down as a anyway, Alex Trentworth. Um, because it, there's also one in this about it was Prometheus. The book was also mm-hmm. something about Prometheus mm-hmm. who stole fire from, mm-hmm. from the gods for people. Oh, I guess we know. Well, we, we can have like 30 seconds, I think. Maybe we should leave. But. Justin, did you have something you wanted to say before we? <laughs> Marie, Sean. We're all so excited. Look at that, those nodes, though. Yeah. Yeah, the nodes, the standing up. I'm alive. That's true. And it's, you know, four degrees. It's a disruptive place, you know? So that's, uh, in fact, sure you know, the, the 22s speak to disruption to me, too, here, you know, which are fours, right? It is really a collected horoscope because i keep going back down to dispositors like who's ruling who so you've got the cardinal uh, conflict happening with but then you look at aries you go to mars and there's a tribe there because mars is right connected with its head mercury and venus they're all combined in there combusting with each other yeah and they're looking to which is part of that trine over to its 
its leader, you might say, which is Jupiter. So it's all three of those are like, yeah, yeah, we're we're powwowing. And And we're also in the middle of a depression during that time. So this is this is a great chart to show what we were dealing with as a collective. Yeah, and I I would say it's a great chart for a film because with that Jupiter in the eighth house and and Mercury and Sag and and with Mars in the eleventh house, this this film's gonna be seen worldwide. It's there's a lot of success with this chart with this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a hit right off the bat. They had a premiere in Santa Barbara. They also had a one in Detroit that I saw because Tr- Detroit, remember, at that time was really still a happening place with the car industry and or whatever industry yeah. was happening. But isn't that fascinating? Well, the 12th house is empty. Yeah. If this Well, if the 10 o'clock is appropriate, that's another thing. We know that um, when it comes to movies, but I did do some research on that and it appears that they open when the, when the theaters are open and you know that the movie houses were down in Los Angeles. So it could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right. We will return. This is Astro Jam and it's October 30th. And I have Justin Crockett, Elsie and Marie O'Neill and Sean Kelly with myself will be back for another mystery tour. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto. By departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies finding balance, Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. This is Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Linda Rasmussen at VerticalEnergyWorldwide.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. All of our regulars will be back, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, Seattle Dogs Homeless Program, plus we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga and find out about all the great events coming up. So I hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show. A free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities 
and challenges. Talk Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show. Schedule your mini transit reading and find more information about the panel at talkcosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos. Alternative Talk 1150. Well, hello again. Oh, it seems like we lost Sean. I hope he comes back. Yeah. And next year will be our sixth season. I just wanted to clarify that. But all right. Hello, Marie. Oh, and good. And surprise, surprise, it's <laughs> Mars at its, its wonder, Sean and Sid. Okay, well, let's just jump in. Uh, if you would be good and, oh, okay, there we are. Oh. The last one that we had with Frankenstein. Now, who, is, what is next? Probably this the bride of Frankenstein. Oh, I forgot. Oh, my God. What would her chart look like? Yeah. <laughs> and I. I am in our transits so, so people can see. Here we are, another 20th century. <laughs> now, this sun is in Aries. I'm going to be a pioneer. I'm going to dig down and get those scraps and r- reveal things. Hmm. Wow, look at this Aries energy. Oof. That's a lot of Aries. That's a pretty stubborn. Yeah, That's- I'm going. I'm going. So, what's the slow poke around here? Let's get it moving. Let's find something to Ooh, charge with. I know I have. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of action, and 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 I'm just ready. I'm going. So, if you want to follow, come along. Well, I am the moon in Scorpio, and I'm in the third house. So, I'm going to go deep. And I only want to have relationships with people who are willing to go deep. I am always digging beneath the surface. And I know that everything that you say, there's more. And I'm going to dig until I find it. I have more of a, I have a psychological bent to my emotional self. And I'm always looking for people who are willing to to be honest, tell truth, be open, and not be afraid of what is said. And I am I'm very good at doing this because I am connected with Mercury. And I I love what I do. I love who I am. I love going deep in conversation. Yeah. I'm Mercury. Oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Sue. I am Venus conjunct Vesta. And Uh my values are everything. Oh, did I cut out? Yeah, you blurped. My back. Your values got dropped. Oh, I blurped. <laughs> my value. Oh, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's impossible when it's connected to Vesta. In fact, those values are so strong and deep rooted in my soul that they're impenetrable. 
And uh, yeah, I want to go deep, but I'm, I'm, I value the philosophy of things. I value higher thinking. I value being a, the teacher. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm steadfast. I'm going to hold the ground to that. But like emotionally, I will go deep. I will go past, far past what I, what I might show in my values. Well, I can be kind of outspoken. I, I am the sun, but I also have that good friend Jupiter, and so I can be a little rash. So I guess if our values, we're going to just stick right up with it and keep to the hearth. Keep to the hearth. Yes, I love that idea. Philosophy. I got that. All right, I'll go. Um, so I'm Saturn in, in Gemini. We need to talk about Gemini in this chart because I love to talk to everybody and everybody. And I like to have command of the facts. I'm right up there with Uranus and Venus and Midheaven and Mars all in Gemini. I want to communicate and to connect. I want to have all my fingers in everybody's pie and every experience. And I want command of those facts. And of course, as Sean mentioned, I do like to teach and talk. Pisces, Pisces, Pisces. Where do you see Mercury? Mercury, I Gemini. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, he was talking about Gemini, Gemini, Saturn, and Gemini up at the very top. There. Oh, no, no, oh, That's no, important. Saturn's in Taurus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't see it on the screen. But then you know what? That's where, where sometimes my mind, I'm I am Mercury in Pisces. And it's really I'm a chameleon. I can be that Gemini. That is very true. And 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 it's all mutable. And there's all these people there, and it is a matter of connecting. So yes, that's very that's absolutely right. Well, I, am, I tell you, go ahead. <laughs> I am Uranus right there. You know, talk about shocking and woo, right? With this last segment we've got here, but I am I am here bringing in revolution, complete, utter, like complete stuff you've never. The most wacky stuff is now going to make sense to you because I'm going to make it make sense, and I know how to explain it. I know how to ground that out through that Mercury in in Pisces. There, Uranus is is is. is almost like it's it's overly shocking in how i'm going to take all these opposition oppositions that you you folks see and i'm going to show you how they're all the same okay let's do a do over here since i can't see it on my small screen here i i might need my glasses i see i need my glasses here Yes, I love it. Got it. Now, now we're doing it. Okay. Uh oh. Now he's gone. I'm gonna do a do over here. So, I have Saturn in Taurus, and I we need to talk. Oh no! It's, no! It's, that's why I keep bringing it today. That's what happens. We are not only our charts, but what happens in the moment. Oh. Uh, 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 Mars in retrograde. You are doing the transits. Hello, and I love it. That's what Mars. Are we looking at? Yeah. So, so uh, you want to try that again? Justin? It was kind of like a flash scene. Yeah. 
I'm we're doing the flash. You're doing Saturn and Taurus there. No, yeah, I'm okay, doing Uranus, do Uranus, Taurus, Uranus, huh? Okay, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm this person that's really that's really aware of our my resources. You know, I have Saturn in Taurus, so I'm and with Mars there, I'm not so much I don't really move forward too quickly. I may even be a little procrastinating a little bit here with all my Taurus energy. And I need to see material results before I do anything. Well, I tell you, I am Leo, the Ascendant, and I want to have fun. I want to be on stage. I want to tell. I want to talk to everybody. I want to shine my light on, on everybody, telling them, all about Venus and all about Saturn and and all about the depths of my soul. I want to relay that out to the world in a good way, in a, a, a fun way. Mm. Boy, I want to say I'm just the eighth house here. <laughs> <laughs> What a doozy, boy! Woo, especially with that square to Chiron being, you know, because that 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 stellium is just too much with Chiron. You're hurting. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm hurting bad, and I and I'm and I'm every time I try to stand up for myself, I get knocked back down. And I'm here to drive transformation. I'm here to show leadership and to drive a, a, a destruction if needful. It's to that point. And, and with, I am so glad to be in the eighth house too, because I'm Eris. And I know that for the traditional folks, who is Eris? Yeah, she was, I'm the one that threw the apple at that long thousands of years ago when Troy started that, but I didn't do it deliberately. I just wanted inclusivity. I wanted everybody to be out in the open. It's like, let's have, not it's like today and not either or, but and, 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 and more and all of us. So somehow I'm going to keep plugging because I know that my philosophy is going to get beyond. I will reach those people where we can get that woundedness of being outside of the group and brought in. It's so important. I'm uh, Neptune and Virgo in that first house. And so how I relate to the collective is very personally. I, I know my place in the collective, but I'm retrograding. So I'm going to have some issues in the collective. And even though I'm trining that uh, all that Taurus energy in the ninth house, I'm definitely will second guess things before I take action in some ways. Um, and, and it's the way I see results and where I put my energy and effort into. Well, I am the North Node in Libra, and this is an area of my life that I am most unfamiliar with. I am learning to be about the other. I'm learning about relationship. I'm learning about what I value and my self-esteem and my self-worth and how to balance it. I'm learning how to 
be more, to walk the middle path and how to make decisions based on good information. And all of this will help me to be better in in all of my relationships, but especially with myself. And it'll help me to choose my relationships better based on my true value um, versus what someone else says I should value. But this that is was, difficult. That was beautiful. Shall we reveal can this? I, can, we I say, a, can I yeah. say one more thing? Yes. So along those lines of relationship, um, I'm Hygieia in the seventh house. And so, yes, I'm compassionate, but I have this maybe fantasy or imagination of the way I want to see my relationships. I sort of am dreamy about, oh, I want this relationship to be like this and like this. And so there's a little bit of health issues here with how I may think with Mercury here as my compadre about way I see or what I want in my relationships. I And I am, again, Uranus. And I'm actually, I don't know if I'm Uranus or if I'm Venus, because that we're so close together, we're almost like twins. We're at uh, in Taurus, and of course, maybe more Venus, because it, when I'm Venus, I'm in my own territory of resources. And so, yes, I can understand that that if I am kind of dreamy, that part of me, it's because. I want them to be authentic. I want them to be real. I want them to step out and make a stand. You know, it's it, have something firm. I'm I'm ready? serious oh. in the first house. And but I'm I'm trying to get that hygiene to be a little bit more discerning about their relationships and to kind of focus maybe a little bit more on the details. And, um, and so I'm also at times when maybe the relationship doesn't turn out, me with Ceres and Virgo, I tend to be a little bit like, hey, this is the way it is. I kind of tell it the way it is and give you the truth. A little too raw. Okay, let me reveal it. Now, this will be a disclaimer. It's not cast for the ghost, which I really wanted to do, but it, but the but it was just impossible with the timeline. I mean, with the hour. So I thought, did it was I it an event or was it a person? No, it was I'm a not, person. I'm, I'm not sharing that yet. You're ahead here. That's okay. It's <laughs> Casper, and it's also not Agatha Christie. That was the other person. So I had a ghost. It, but we did Frankenstein, and then I wanted to do Agatha Christie, who Agatha Christie happened to be about the most well-written and popular. I mean, I was amazed. She's like, all the mysteries she's done. Okay, yeah, you ready? But Here she's not Pluto and Leo generation, though. No, it's Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my God. What? Whoa! Speaker Whoa. of the House. Wow. Um, I was remember also going to do. Remember that series in Virgo, in the first house? I'm going to give it to you how I feel about it. <laughs> well, nice. she really claims, you know, series can have grief of great yeah. loss until they learn to claim 
what they've lost. And she is very true to her values and she's claimed that herself. She's worked hard. You know, she was 25 years or 35 years in San Francisco um, of the house to the Congress of the 12th district. I've got her, her facts here. I'll show you. Did I write her facts? Yeah. She's the only woman legislator speaker of the house. She was voted in 2006 the Speaker of the House is second in line to succeed the president after the mm-hmm. VP. Yep. And prior, she for 35 years, she was San Francisco's 12th district. So. Wow. And this upcoming eclipse is right on her moon. Oh, it is. Oh, my. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, wait yeah, a minute. It's 12 degrees Capricorn. And, no, uh, that's yeah, not. Except that this is Capricorn. 12 that's degrees for today. Oh. That's, that's oh. for today. That's a different oh, chart. Oh, 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 you changed oh, the chart. You, folks. And I did them even in color so that I wouldn't mess myself up like that. <laughs> oh, now, what happened? Go back. Go backwards. Go backwards. Go back. I, there. There, you go. there you go. There you go. Okay. Stop. You know, Thank and that you. moon is really, it, it's a powerful moon. You know, that's close to a singleton. Mm-hmm that moon Mm -hmm. it's it's like having to hold up the whole chart and it is yeah third house on the cusp of the fourth well as you said it is trying mercury so she does have i'd say i'm not so sure and then there's chiron too so she melds together that powerful when you get scorpio and mercury together it's pretty powerful you can say some potent things it's all it's like i can think cut you to the quick it can and and yet she knows how to temper that i think through chiron through her own experiences of experiencing um the tribe you know her own pain with the tribe she understands well that. what was it right that palace athena is really supported there that's really interesting with that support i was going yeah you know that's 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 a power that is a powerful woman right there in the 11th house yeah and let me and let me also say she's got an important transit with that this coming year the next year and a half the uh south node will cross over her north node in libra and so it's in the second to eighth house the north node will be in eighth house and so this definitely this could this means change of of how she gets paid a high probability of retirement retiring here because of that north node going to be crossing through aries in her eighth house there well she is 82 She's 82. 82. She's 82. Okay. Yeah. And so it's a half, she's it's still a half, in the job. Right. It's a half nodal return, but it doesn't take place until uh, definitely after July of next year that right. she'll have, to have that half nodal return. God, I could see that eighth house playing out so much when she ripped that speech up. That, when, Ooh, that yeah. You guys remember that? That's so. Which was actually. <laughs> yeah. And I still remember the other when we had was it a few years ago when we had a whole bunch of women going into oh, the yes. house and there were four or five of them who were challenging her. Oh and, yes, yes. And she was saying they think they have power because they have a lot of foul followers on social media, but they don't know what power really is. Mm. I've got the power. Yeah, you know, it is that too. 
power is that exchange. It's not just leading your troops behind you. It's that exchange mm-hmm. of of trust. It's, it's actually, I think, having a doctor that you really feel that you can understand to to follow, so that you will heal. You know, it's a it's, very yeah. deep commitment. And it's also for her that moon in Scorpio. She knows, and also that mm-hmm. eighth house. She knows where all the secrets are buried. Mm-hmm. She knows whose secrets are buried where, mm-hmm. which also <laughs> gives you a lot of power. <laughs> yes. And and she's very she's very very smart about relationships in the collective with that Neptune in the first house in Virgo. Yeah. And retrograding, she analyzes all of her relationships in the collective. She's got mm-hmm. them all figured out, you know. Mm-hmm. And she really wants to have the collective. Her Mercury is in Pisces. And so I think we did touch on quite a bit where this idealism, and it is always such a challenge how to bring the idealism into the reality. She does have Chiron in, you know, in, in, in the 11th house. That doesn't mean that she, we don't overcome our, our anything in life. We, that's why we age. That's why we're here. We, we work to to learn through experience to become strong in what we're weak with. This moment is my God, she's got that grand. Did we talk about this? That grand shrine in water. No, she's intuitive. Oh yeah. She's got a pulse on what's going on underneath the surface. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of leaders do. I actually think Trump does as well. I haven't, not that we're looking at his chart, but, um, it was it's interesting. Amazing. Yeah, the difference. This is a good things. chart. It's, yeah, it's a, this is a good chart. Yeah, I agree. I also agree with Sean that it's important to watch that eighth house for her next year. Having that half nodal return, all that Aries, that north node will be going through Aries starting in July oh, yeah. of, after July of next year. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what, where she goes next. It will be. And you know, with yeah. Aries mm-hmm. being ruled by Mars, with Mars, you only have two choices. You're either the warrior, the hunter, or you're the prey. There's no middle ground. And with the Uranus, with the age, she'll have a Uranus return shortly, you know, in a couple of years at that same time that there's that other. So that could be a distinctive time to decide to make a a new legacy forward. I mean, she's done a really strong job to maintain her position throughout these years. She really has. Wow. Why do you want to, why do you want to experience that kind of, oh my goodness. We don't well, probably know. this net, well, won't go there, but she's yeah. also next year going to have the Pluto opposition start. Mm. Yeah, it's a deep, it's a, it's a lot. Now knowing her, she will probably breed or, or help, you know, uh, groom people or, or funnel knowledge or ways to people so that there's more people that can carry on because everybody has a passage you know where everybody has a time where they kind of say happy trails to you are you saying we die <laughs> no no oh. uh, she's gone there's Mars and Gemini. There's Mars and Gemini. We can't hear you at all. <laughs> oh, I was saying, I was saying, like the South. Whoops.
I think we got set off. Oh. We're muted. Oh, is that it? Yeah, well, that's what he- Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, <laughs> the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.